guys. Uh, just finished up Wednesday night episode. Uh, in this episode, we get into a little bit of college football playoff. Me, uh, T. Willie gives us his idea for a new playoff system uh, and how we can incorporate that into college football. I go on numerous rants about the uh, ineptitude of the Pac-12 and otherwise just hating on them. We get into our picks. Newsflash, we like Bama over Notre Dame. Uh, we talk Clemson, Ohio State. <clears throat> From there, we get into the NFL. Uh, pretty much break it down as we go through. Um, there's lots of sauce. There's lots of banter. There's some really good analogies and hopeful Twitter trends that we're looking to go for. This might be a good one to break out. We went kind of long. Uh, if you guys are looking for a stopping point on that, right after we get into uh, Jacksonville, Baltimore, that's probably a good pause point if you want to break it up into two pieces. Um, we'll keep it coming with the content. As always, continue to... Uh, like, share, and subscribe, and uh, keep those rally caps on. Yep. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, here we are. We're back on episode four. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate your guys' feedback on last week's interview with Dennis Sarfate. I'm going to keep getting it right. Sarfate, not Sarfate. Um, we just appreciate uh, all your guys' feedback. We've got a few new prospects coming up soon. We're going to let you guys know as soon as we have another interview. Should be a week or two. Uh, we're going to keep you updated with that. Again, please download, subscribe, undownload, resubscribe, re-download. Keep giving us some clicks and be sure to tell at least one friend about our show. Let's get right into it tonight. We're going to jump to pretty much every single sport. We've got college football, NFL, and we're going to go with our National League predictions for today's show. If we've got enough time, if not, we're going to throw it all into one episode later on this week. So let's go to... Uh, well, we want to first of all welcome back the NBA. Uh, they just yeah, started baby. tonight. They're back. Was well, as you guys know, we're pretty big NBA fans. All the all the major sports, but love the NBA. Brooklyn and Golden State was kind of a bloodbath tonight, and we're going to uh, mention them in our next segment here. So, new segment, new segment. We're going to start off. Every Wednesday, we're going to go with bullish and bearish. So bullish meaning things that we think are trending up, whether it's a player or a team or, I don't know, just like the McRib or something if if it's back out and in the streets. And bearish, something we think is trending down, something that we uh, will probably not see too much more of. So we're going to pick one each, and I will start it off right now. This is an easy one for me. I'm going bullish on the Brooklyn Nets. I've said it last Ooh. couple episodes. We've got, uh, I mean, they're just, they're a good team. They're, they were a playoff team last year without KD and Kyrie. Everyone kind of knows this, but you, you kind of forget about their role players because they're not big, big name guys. We got Karis Levert. I always want to call him Chris, but it's Karis Levert. <laughs> we got Afro man, Jarrett Allen, Jeff Green. Again, not big names, but great players. They're a good team. They uh, create some turnovers. You know, I just, Felt like all night I was watching them just streaking down the court, um, creating easy buckets. And uh, I'll pass it to you here for who are you bullish on this week? We're going bullish Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. I was not a true believer initially in Josh Allen, but I think, um, I mean, this is what's great about sports, right? Like people improve. He had serious accuracy issues and a lot of his advanced metrics were not good his first couple seasons and you know, he, I think he's cleaned up some things mechanically, what he's, whether he's seen the field better, whatever it is, he's playing, he's playing better. His, uh, uh, all his statistics are trending up. And like we talked about last time for me, I think like 
the number one ingredient is like, do you have a quarterback we believe in to win a Super Bowl? And I, Josh Allen is quickly becoming that guy for me. Obviously, the Chiefs are probably an uh, insurmountable hurdle for anyone, but I am bullet. I am buying. We're we're liquidating assets and yeah. we're going heavy into uh, Josh Allen. Going heavy and long on the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. Yeah, we kept uh, both of our bullish takes in New York. Uh, some West Coast guys usually. Probably won't be hearing that too much about us, but uh, that's good for New York, though. Man. I mean, yeah. New York's pretty much just had like a shit twenty twenty. So you know, we're getting, we're we're helping them out a little bit. We're yeah, bullish. We got we to get our fan base bullish as well in New York. So this is a buy low opportunity for New York. Exactly. Yeah, you guys can get in on this, and we're gonna give you a shout out early. So let's go bearish. Bearish. I've got. I'm sure you guys all saw this today. We've got Dwayne Haskins. Rough. Uh, yeah, that that's not a good visual for Dwayne there. Uh, he got photos taken of him at a strip club, mask off, ladies surrounding him. Um, Travis Scott, mask yeah, off. Uh, yeah, future. That's future. But ah, damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> damn it. Yeah, well, you guys man, will find out. I'm yeah. the man when it comes to music. Yeah, Real good. I won't be our music connoisseur. I'll be. I'll be handling that <laughs> side of it. <laughs> sorry but, butterfly effect butterfly effect that's that's the one there you go there you go nailed it all Woo. right um so yeah Dwayne Haskins man um I I I don't know if this might be his last like last fleeting attempt at trying to get picked up by another team next year but I, I feel like I mean I guess they can just cut him right I mean I don't after this year, I don't yeah. see them having any kind of need for for Dwayne to be hanging around the locker room if he's going to be doing stuff like this and not getting it done on the field. Um, I mean, he's he's not good, right? No, like no. It, it just again, this just speaks to like I don't I don't know, man. It's 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 kind of amazing to me that these NFL organizations like you're drafting a guy who literally shapes the entire future of your franchise. Like how in the background checks like. The guy's a clown, man. Like he's in a strip club without his mask during a pandemic. Like, I mean, try to picture uh, any of like the top NFL quarterbacks doing that. Like oh, James Harden. Oh wait, never mind. Uh, we'll okay. Just well, hey, you know what? They've got something in similar. They've never won anything, so maybe <laughs> yeah. You that's, know what you do have a point there. Yeah, it's... I mean, I'm just saying. Like, try to picture Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady's literally just in his house watching film, sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber, eating greens staying supple and like water through his veins. Yeah. And I mean, Dwayne Haskins is, uh, you know, and by the way, like I saw the pictures, those strippers didn't even look that hot. So now it's like, now, now I've got even more questions about him. Like, yeah. what, why are you hanging with like sixes Dwayne? You're an NFL quarterback. So yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. We're, we're, yeah, it's, we're out on Dwayne. It's tough to spin stripper photos like back into your favor, and he's going to have a tough time uh, spinning any kind of football in the field in the future. I think uh, Dwayne might, as soon as the XFL reboots, Dwayne will be perfect for that league. Great so, call. Yeah, Great he's going to have a rebound in the XFL, but as far as the NFL goes, I, I highly doubt it. Yeah, no, I agree. So I think uh, keep it moving from my bearish. Uh, I'm going Pac 12's changing a college football playoff game in the next five years. Um, I just don't see it for them right now. And they're so far. We'll get into this, I think, a little bit. But, like, when I watch college football, excuse me, and look at the state of the programs, <laughs> look at the state of the programs and uh, go through all that, I just, 
there's no, uh, there's no chance, man. I, I don't, I don't see it with that. And I, I got, I got some stuff to, to talk about that and back it up, but I'm down on Pac-12 football right now for sure. Yeah. Let, let's go up right on into Yogi's grill. Obviously down on yeah. Pac-12 football. I'm up on Yogi's grill based on that burp. Yeah. They are some great, some great rice bowls there. Not bad. Yeah. All right. So was it last Friday or Thursday? Was that Pac-12 game? It was uh, Friday. Friday. Okay. So the USC Oregon game, uh, I thought it was a good game overall, but I mean, these are, you can, you can just tell by watching the quality that these aren't teams that are going to be like you just said in the playoff, you know, it, they, they had a cool onside kick. Um, I like that. I, I wanted to mention that I really enjoyed them. They were down 12, I believe. And, did a little like pooch kick to the sideline. I feel like especially in college, they should be trying more, more special teams plays like that when they're down by more than a score. Cause I mean, even if you're unsuccessful, you kind of just keep the team on their heels and they have that in the back of their heads that you can kind of set them up with later on and kind of keep them guessing and not quite sure what's coming next. I feel like they all just kind of play so conservative. And if you're a coach with, with nothing to lose at that point, like what, why not do more of that? I I don't know. I think, I, I would put it in like baseball terms. Like if you look at uh like lower level baseball, like college baseball, for example, like creating action, bunting, hit runs, things like that. You put pressure on the other team to handle a play that's a little bit unusual properly. They're yep. less likely to do that. It's not a super, like at the NFL level, obviously the hands team is really strong. Like they're really prepared for that. They have time to, to go over those packages and review. But I think you may bring up a good point. That's a huge, like, especially if you're a college football team, like I would look at a program like, uh, let's say A&M going up against Alabama, like you are not going to have more talent than these guys. So if, if you guys just play status quo, you're probably going to lose. Right. I would be, I would be ready to fire with some of that stuff, you know, just, uh, I mean, play some beamer ball. We need to bring back sure. a little bit more for sure. ball. Yep. And we're going to, that's, that's good foreshadowing. Cause we're, I'm going to hit a little bit of uh Virginia tech later in the show. I like that. All right. Well, I did want to mention, um, Thibodeau for that DN for Oregon, like sometimes you wonder, like, is this guy the same like species as me? You know, like he yeah. is just a yeah. absolute monster. He reminds me of like a Khalil Mack, just a like an impact player who's who's gonna make plays at the next level. I don't care what team he goes to, he is gonna be good. For sure. For yeah. sure. And um a little bit more about the Pac-12. They're they're kind of uh, to me. It seems like they always kind of like cannibalize themselves out, out of the Power Five. You know, they always seem to like the top dog will always go down with one or two weeks to go to like an Oregon State at like midnight. You know, and you don't you kind of wake up the next morning and you're just like, oh shit, they got they actually lost that game. And like, right. I, I just feel like I see that all the time in the every year, year after year in the Pac-12. It doesn't feel like you said, it just doesn't feel like there's a team that's going to like kind of rise up and be that, that Phoenix that, that comes up as, as the, the Bama's and the Clemson's and the Ohio States do. You just don't see it happening. So here, here's my question for you then. Is that because there's more depth in the Pac 12 and like top to bottom, the teams are, or I guess bottom to middle, the teams are better? Or is it because their top end isn't as elite? I, I would go with the the first part, saying they're more like middle heavy. They they get good athletes uh, and like good players. A keyword being good, not not future NFL stars like you see in the SEC and the Big Ten and the ACC. Um, yeah, they're they're just not quite at that level, it seems. And even some of the guys that come out of there aren't. 
like that are projected to be NFL guys are not quite there. Um, you, you don't have as many bad teams. Like there's not really like the Vandys or the uh, give me another one who, who's like awful this year. Um, I mean, like Ole Miss has had seasons like that in the past in the SEC um, in the right. big Ten, like for like Purdue for many years. Like, uh, I mean, there's, there, there's periods. I, I would agree with that. Like, to me, I think there's just or I Kansas, just don't think, like Kansas in the Big Twelve. Like, yeah, for sure, dog shit. For sure, for sure. I mean, I think that there's on a on a consistent year in year out basis. So this is the argument, right? To me, people always argue like, well, we just beat up on each other. I don't really think the Pac-12 beats up on each other. I think there's just a bunch of average teams in the Pac-12, man. Like, I don't, I don't think like, yeah, maybe they don't have a team as bad as Kansas, like. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe, but like, they definitely don't have a team as good as Alabama. They definitely yeah. don't have a team as good as Clemson. Right. So, I mean, and and if that's your argument, like, why can't a team run the table? Like, so you're saying that they can't run the table because they don't get to play, like Kansas? I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, one game. Yep. Right. I I feel like I mean Alabama's running the table in the SEC, and they're playing. Like, maybe there's some SEC schools that are are worse than the worst teams in the pack, but. They're also playing Georgia. They're right. also playing Florida. They're also playing LSU, like uh, Mississippi State. So I, to me, the issue is there's no yeah. uh, there's no top end team at the Pac-12, and and I wanted to. Uh, so maybe this is a good point for this. So I really think in college, like people are always assuming in college football that these programs are going to rise and are going to reach these levels of success. And my argument is always. If you look historically in college football, teams don't really like reach new levels of success. I mean, they do to some extent, but so I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little stat here. Okay. So what I did was I filtered appearances in the, in the final AP poll. So basically you finished a top 25 team in the country. So I did, I filtered that from 1960 to 2020, from 1980 to 2020 and from 2000 to 2020. So like, if you don't show up in any of this, these lists, your program just is totally irrelevant. Yeah. This is right? edge research, by the way, this is, this is excellent. So, so I just want to, so I'm going to read, I'm going to read here. This is going to be great podcast, but I'm going to read the top 10 in appearances from 1960 to 2020. All right. Okay. Bama, Ohio state, Michigan, Oklahoma, Nebraska, USC, Penn state, Texas, Notre Dame, LSU. Then we'll go top 15, Auburn, Florida state, Georgia, Florida. That's the top 15. Yeah. Okay. So those are always teams that you see there. It's not. So like- you've got you've got Nebraska and Michigan off that list right now that like have kind of fallen have kind of fallen off, and, and Michigan not as much. Really, Nebraska. So that's from 1960 to 2020. So that's 60 years. So this is 1980 to 2020. Here we go. Ohio State, Florida State, Michigan, Oklahoma, Bama, Nebraska, Miami, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Auburn, Penn State, Clemson, USC, Texas. Okay. 2000 to 2020, Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Florida State, Wisconsin, USC, Oregon, Texas, Florida. So the point I'm making, I mean, if I just blind read you those, you'd have a hard time even telling me what time period that is. It's the same freaking teams. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State was really good in the 60s. They've been really good now. The only team that that has made a move from within this top 20 in that is to reach top 10 is Wisconsin. That's literally in the past 60 years, the only team that has done that. So when people talk about these programs, like being able to ascend, it's more so about powerhouse programs that descend temporarily. So I'll give you a great example right now, Texas, Texas is down. 
if you think that Texas is not going to come back and compete for national titles at some point, they're going to like, because they have the funding, they have the arc, they have the structure, they have the resources, they have the name brand recognition there. So I just think for the PAC 12, what sticks out to me when I look at that list in terms of top 10, there's one, yeah, one USC, that's it. That's it. They're the only power five conference outside of, I guess, like the, the ACC. What, what, what's clear to me when I look at that is the Big 12, the Big 10, and the SEC have definitely more top-end talent than um, the Pac-12, for sure. And that's not a past 10-year thing. It's not a past five-year thing. I mean, this is like going back to the 60s. So I also looked at this, too. In the top 25 of that, you have a lot of Pac-12 teams. So I think that lends some credence to the ideas that um, they maybe they're yeah. – yeah, exactly. So you got a lot of like potential top 25 teams in the pack. You don't have a lot of potential top 10 teams. And I think that's what you see every year. And when people are like upset about this, I think it's, I mean, that's just kind of the reality of it. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the pack is, is not going to be there and um, it's, it is easy to see. So would you say they should just start like a 30 team league of all these like really good ones, like just make it almost like the NFL and just watch these guys go at it since it's, this is who we expect to see every year anyways. So if I were, and this will, this is good. This will lead us right into the playoff discussion for the, yeah, we got to get year. into that. Um, if I were uh, president of the NCAA, what I would do right now is the power five schools for football would form a separate league. So I would put the PAC 12 in that because I do think that like, you like USC clearly they've done it before. Like I'm not breaking, I'm not breaking news here. They have the ability to win a national title. I think that Oregon could win a national title, but I don't think, Outside of, I definitely don't think, in fact, I would say I know outside of those two programs, I don't think any of the other programs in the Pac 12 have what it takes to build something like Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, where they're able to have a team that is challenging for a national title every single year. Um, So I would create just a separate Power Five. And this, and my whole reason for this is unlike basketball or baseball or many other collegiate sports, Teams outside the Power Five, they don't have a chance to win the national title. And maybe this can we can talk about Cincinnati, but like, dude, I am so freaking sick of people talking about Cincinnati and how they're getting screwed over. Coastal no, they're Carolina. not. The surf turf. like coastal, like Coastal Carolina. You're a great team. You had a great season. I don't want to see. Like, does anybody think that they are a better team than Notre Dame? Not any team that's like has those colors. Obviously, you can't you can't trust to to beat. Alabama, who's just going to roll it out there, and with guys like um, just Mac Jones, and when you look at their line, you know, like you would just compare their front lines together, and right. you say like this, this is not even going to be close. I mean, if you put Cincinnati in the SEC this year, what are the odds they go undefeated? How many games are they? What losing? are the odds they go over five hundred? Exactly. So when you tell me that, why should they be in the co- like? I don't know where you stand on this T Willie, but like I have zero interest in seeing them in the college football playoff. Cause I'm operating under the premise that the college football playoff is trying to put the four best teams into the playoff. Yeah. And if we don't even think that they go above 500 in the sec, I mean, what are we talking about? All right. So I, I kind of talked my way through this out. So how I got okay. to my own little college playoff scenario here. Um, okay. I just kind of kept walk, like just talking out loud to myself, you know, just yep. normal Saturday. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm walking through and I'm saying, okay, so I, I like, I like your idea of the power fives. Right. And so my preposition here, this is going to take me a little bit of a little bit of time to explain, but once I, once I get through that, you'll, you'll, it'll be a little bit more clear. Let's go. 
So the power five is going to have their conference championships. This is all going to be in one week after they've played say eight to 10 games. I'm who knows how long their seasons are going to be. If they go back to normal, I'd like to see 12 game seasons. And then we do conference championship weekend. What I'd like to see is each power five goes to a conference championship game. So they're taking the two best teams from each power five. This is 10 teams. And then during that weekend, you also are going to take your two best non-power five teams, such as Coastal and Cincinnati okay, so or, five. or San Jose State this year. But, I mean, uh, if you're going against you gotta you got to go with Coastal since they won more games. And then so you'll have the winners of that weekend. And so th- those are all going to be great games. They're going to be two teams. Some of them might have two losses. Some, some of them will have one. Maybe both of them will have two. But you're going to get the – the, the best guy out of their conference and they've played each other and you see who's going to win. So then you've got a top six teams now after, after this weekend. And so what I'd like to see is one and two seeds, get a buy. You're going to like, then this is where the committee can come in and then say, Hey, we've got our six teams here. Now we can rank them based on what we think their, their strengths and weaknesses are. But okay. now, now the committee doesn't necessarily have to do the deciding for everyone and leave someone out. Cause like for this year, for example, I would love to see Oklahoma play in it because they're hot right now. They won their conference. And I think I, I would rather see what they have to do over Notre Dame. Cause we know what's exactly is going to happen in Notre Dame this weekend. They just got smoked by Clemson. They ran into a buzzsaw. The first time they played them, they were missing their starter, starting quarterback and two starters on defense. And you can see they were completely outmatched this weekend. So let me get back into it. So we've got those. The one and two seeds are going to get a bye. Six plays three, four plays five. Those winners now uh, are, are your final four. And so you can you can have a six kind of play their way in if – if let's say like somehow like let's say Coastal wins that and they play the three, they beat Ohio State. Now we're like, okay, and they're for real and they're able to play in the playoff. And I, I feel like for me, that lets you have a good competition and lets the top the top twelve ish teams play it out without having to say we're doing a twelve team playoff and we're still going to let the committee decide who's in, who's out. You 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 have a playoff style football. What do you think? Yeah. Okay, so I think it just depends. So here's here's I'll play devil's advocate. Do you think that would cause? Do you think that would lead to different national champions? Um, ultimately, you're going to see the same ones, but I also like that you're not letting letting teams say we got left out because if you don't make your conference championship, uh, you you didn't belong there in the first place. I mean, so, the, the SEC is one one like conference that is going to be hard to decide between when you've got Florida, A&M and Bama all right there. But when you see right. A&M beat Florida straight up, sorry, Florida, you maybe next year, like you gotta, you gotta at least beat everyone except for Bama basically. And then you get a, one more shot at them. So you brought up. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. My, so here's my, here's my slant with this. You brought up Oklahoma and you'd like to see Oklahoma over Notre Dame. My argument to Oklahoma is, dude, you lost to Iowa State and Kansas State. So, yeah. like, I get that you're playing better now. And they had a young quarterback, right? So, like, that's the team that that played this past this past weekend is not the team that lost to Kansas State. But that's, sure. in, in my opinion, that's what makes college football special. That's the thing that I think college football has going for it over any other sport is that September 26th, Oklahoma doesn't come to play in Manhattan, Kansas, and they get beat, and that could torpedo their whole season. Yeah. So – 
I, for me personally, and I, and I think probably like, so I get it. It totally sucks if you're an OU fan because you're looking at this like, Hey, we could win this thing. Like, right. We, we think we have a chance. I'm looking at it like, dude, you lost two. you lost Iowa state and Kansas state. I don't even want to see you. I don't even want to see you in the playoff because what I think, what I really like about the four, the four team playoff, I love the fact that a power five conference is automatically going to get left out. I actually think that's a, to me, it adds value to the whole thing because it puts pressure. It puts pressure on the programs. It puts pressure on Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma is clearly the best program in the big 12 right now. They've been the best. They've had no challenge as the best program in the big 12 for the past probably 10 years, honestly, maybe longer. And right. They look good though. They, they, they're, they're a good team, but yeah, I'll keep, I'll let you keep going. I got no, for, to... no. I mean, Iowa state's a good team, but like, would, do you think Iowa state's beating Clemson or Alabama? No. So, um, I mean, let's, let's go back to the, the Oklahoma thing though. Do you, I mean, would you still rather see Notre Dame instead of Oklahoma, even though they just got smoked? Honestly? Yes. Because I don't want to, I don't want to see a two loss team. Like to me, Oklahoma didn't earn the right. You lost to Kansas State and Iowa State. Like, I mean, you get, win your games. Like if Oklahoma, so here's my here's my whole thing. I always say, if you are a Power Five school, there's never been a Power Five school that has gone undefeated and hasn't made the playoff. So ultimately, you control your own destiny. And I really think in a playoff system, I think that would actually favor Clemson and Alabama because it would remove the pressure on those guys to run the table. You would see Alabama winning national championships with two and three losses all the I think multiple years because yeah. they're ultimately still going to be the best team they're going to get they're going to get a chance now they don't have to be perfect I like I think that I mean you could argue it both ways but I think that in some ways might even give the top programs a better chance at winning because they're not they're not going to have to be perfect right they can take games off yeah I, I, see, I see that side of it too so I mean I think I think it makes sense for each conference champion from the power five to be represented. And then maybe you go, go like with one from the group of five. So listen, I mean, do I have a problem with, with the the system that you propose? No, I think it, I think it probably checks a lot of boxes. It makes a lot of people happy. I guess just for me, the thing that I've always really liked about college football is I can watch a game. I can watch a Oklahoma versus Texas tech and know that there's, I mean, basically Oklahoma season's on the line, even though Texas Tech might be garbage. Because if they lose, that's all over. Because that's the one thing that I think makes college football really special. There's no other sport where you can lose a regular season game and it could potentially ruin everything you've worked for. Not the NFL, not baseball, not basketball. So, I mean, I don't know. I think It's different, different ways to slice it for sure. I think you're ultimately going to see what you're talking about because the revenue potential for sure. Yeah. And if you have more playoff games, that'll be a big deal. Yeah, it depends on how you prefer it too. Because I, for me, I guess I would like to give a team like OU the cushion and say, okay, we understand you had a freshman quarterback who didn't get a preseason. He he was in. He's still had less than a hundred snaps basically when he was losing those first three games. You know, and, and you could tell he was uncomfortable and he made some turnovers that uh, Spencer Rattler. I'll just say his name, but you, I mean, it's just uh, it's something that you can see. You could see him like progress over the season and he looked really good towards the end of the year. And I would really like to see what he can do against one of those teams. And in this situation, the one that I just brought up, you would see him being able to play his way into it, even though he had lost early. It, it, it kind of gives the teams who start slow an advantage. And it, it also leaves no excuses for those teams. If they, let's say, I mean, let's say you do lose early three times. 
yeah, then you're definitely out. Right. Like, you are no longer allowed in. You, you've lost your conference and you have to come back at it next year and say, hey, we only get to lose maybe one conference game to be able to get a shot at this. For sure. I, I, I think it just depends on what you want. If you want, because there's a good chance that Oklahoma is maybe, maybe Oklahoma is one of the four best teams in college football right now, as of today. Um, I don't think they had one of the four best resumes for the whole season. For sure. Uh, so it just depends on, because you would see this like baseball is the classic example of this, where you play this really long regular season, you get a team that dominates. And most of the time, it's just the team that's hot in the playoffs that wins. Exactly. So it, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think it just depends. My only counterpoint to that, I would argue with you. So Clemson with Trevor Lawrence as a freshman played national title game, right? Bama with Jalen Hurts as a freshman. I think true freshman, they played national title game or won. So I guess I just, to me, when I see programs doing that, I get, I like, I understand that Spencer Rattler grew a lot, but I don't know. I guess I'm just a jerk. I have no sympathy. Yeah. I, I wanted him ready right away. We'll just summarize so. this segment with Jaime is a jerk. <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's yeah. a good finish. That's All a good right. finish. I, I did want to throw the idea of, I know this is a, this is a dumb idea, but I was just like, hey, I think I, yeah. Right. You know, you, you got to at least throw it out into the atmosphere and see if, see if it gets grabbed. So I like the idea of removing a team such as Vandy or Kansas, who just absolutely stinks. If you go defeated, meaning you win zero games on the year or in your conference, uh, they swap you out into a new conference. And it's not just for it's not for every sport, but just specifically football. And you let the BYUs or the Cincy's uh, like, let's say the BYU would enter like geographically the Big 12 or the Pac-12, whichever team had one that like actually uh, went defeated, let's say. Like, let's say so Vandy, for example, went 0 and 8 in their conference this year. Like, I would say you swap them out with, um, all right, Vandy's a bad example. Let's go with Kansas. You could put Coastal. You could put Coastal Carolina into the SEC. Okay, I'll yeah. So, South like, Carolina. Or, or you throw in a Notre Dame or someone like that yeah. who's like a team that you're like, all right, like, go play with the big boys and see how you actually handle it. And you're going to help yourself with recruiting and TV deals and give that team a so, chance to maybe become one of those like power five teams. It would be like European soccer where you have relegation and promotion. Yes. Right. So exactly. yeah, I think the only, so I, I, dude, I actually really like that idea. You guys are going to find out like, because I'm not a coach, because I'm not a player and because I'm just sitting in my chair in my office, it's really, I love pressure. Like I love putting pressure on these guys that I want to see what they're going to do. Cause I think as a fan, it drives the best competition. It drives the best results. Okay. Pressure baby. Exactly. Exactly. But I think the way to do that would be not on a year-to-year basis in college because of recruiting, but a four-year cycle. So let's say you take the bottom team of each Power 5 conference averaged over a four-year cycle, and they're getting relegated down. Ah, yeah, that would I, knew, be, I knew I threw this out into the atmosphere for that reason specifically because I didn't have it all, all the way thought through, but I like that idea better. Dude, for sure. Because then, dude, I mean, talk about making regular season games matter. You get like kansas playing yeah um, they have to play so they don't get sent back to the minor leagues yeah they got to play think about it last week of the season they got to play their rivalry game against kansas state and if they lose they're going to the like ohio valley conference they're just like no dang it that would be that that would actually be awesome i i've thought about that i've talked about the idea of relegation for um like major league baseball i've never thought about it in college i actually think it works way better because you basically have built in minor leagues with all the mid-major schools. Exactly. And I think it'd be cool. Yeah, no, dude, that's a 
T. Willie for commissioner. Yeah, we'll have. I mean, to, I'm uh, in. We'll have to submit. I'm in on that. There. I, might, I might need to. Uh, let's find the uh, commissioner's email and uh, we'll, we'll get in contact with him. Give him some real ideas. I like that. That's a that's a good idea. I'm I'm firmly uh, I'm bullish on that idea. Definitely. <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, let's get to the next segment here. Let's go, go to NFL week. Do you have anything you wanted to say? About real, it? real quick, real quick. Let's do picks for college football playoff. All right. So Bama, Notre Dame, the line opened at 19 and a half. Am I crazy for thinking that's an easy cover for Bama? No, I think I'm, it's going to be like LSU last year where they were like just absolutely better. They look like an NFL team compared to not even a power five team, you know, in that uh, game against Oklahoma. Like it was just. What was it like? They had 50 points in the first half. I think it, this might be the same thing. It was a massacre. So I feel stupid for saying I'm willing to lay three touchdowns pretty much, but I feel like I'm I taking think that Bama line, I think and that I'm laying moves, the points. I think that line moves to above 21. That's that's my call. Wow. Okay. And then, okay. And then uh, Ohio State Clemson. I like Clemson minus, I think it opened at minus six. I think that line has moved already, but um I see this as Clemson kind of dominating Ohio State. What what do you think, T. Will? Yeah, this was I was actually at this game last year and Great game. it was an incredible game. That was my one time I used incredible this week. And I will say, hmm, I'm gonna go with Clemson too, but I think Ohio State keeps it closer. And I don't think we see Ohio State panic like they did last weekend. You can see when they were, I think it was 10 to 6. And Ohio State was in legitimate, like, two-minute offense panic mode against Northwestern. And it was very confusing to watch because I wasn't, like, they were running for, like, 8, 10-yard, 15-yard chunks every time they ran the ball. But then they still wanted to just bomb it down the field. And, like, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. But it seemed like I don't know how good of a game day coach Ryan Day is. Like, he's doing a good job with the quarterback position. but In recruiting, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know. Do you uh yeah, Ohio State's got the players. I don't know if they sure. got the, the coach. To piggyback off this real quick, last thing here. Um, do you think Ohio State was deserving of a bid in the college football playoff? Like we talked about uh Notre Dame. Um, yeah. would you have rather seen a Texas AM or Cincinnati or someone like that instead of Ohio State? Or are you okay with Ohio State in at six and oh? Yeah, I'm okay with Ohio cut. State getting in. Um, Me too. They've got the NFL players, the guys that you want to see play the big games, and I, I think that's what you're going to get when you have a committee deciding this. They're they're going to say who has the most fans. Ohio State does. So, and I think I think there's a really good argument that Ohio State is maybe doesn't have one of the top four resumes, but is probably one of the best four teams in the country. Correct. And to me, that's what it comes down to, right? Resumes, resumes versus like the team so yeah that's that's okay. kind of how i came up with the whole like get rid of the committee of random people who decide and who's in who's out and let them play yeah. it out you know because like some people would have said you know we you they'd rather see florida or a&m in there but i, I think with if, if you're going to do it the way that we have it right now if we're going to be following the rules which i guess we have to we don't really have a choice yeah you, you let ohio state in makes sense all right keep it moving nfl yeah uh, let's go NFL weekend. Um, that game last night, let's just talk about that first. And then we'll, we'll backtrack it to the beginning of the week and go through some of those games or let's just go through like all of them. I mean, why not? We, it's podcast. Yeah. we don't have any, uh, time limit here. So no time limit. Yeah. Well, let's just so, go on rambling. Can I, can I start with last night's game? Cause I got a lot to say. 
All right. Yeah. You get started and I'll, I'll chime in when I feel the need. So first of all, um, I just want everyone to know that it's with a heavy heart that I'm doing this podcast tonight because, uh, Doritos guys were officially eliminated from the fantasy football playoffs, um, last night, you know, it's, it was a, uh, it's a tough year. We had a lot of injuries, a lot of mistakes from management and I was proud of our guys. You know, two week playoffs, we're down 50 points. We start mounting a comeback. All the boys are rallying. I go into yesterday, five points up facing Chase Claypool. I'm at work. I'm watching the game. No, no catches in the first quarter. I don't leave work because it's good juju. I stay there. I'm by myself watching zero catches first half. I'm freaking out. Bengals are doing great. I get in my car to drive home before I can get home. He gets a 37 yard catch. He catches two balls. I lose in fantasy. It was heartbreaking. And I know everyone loves hearing about other guys talk about their fantasy team. So you guys are welcome for that 45 seconds. (laughs) Also, Mackenzie Alexander. I don't know anything about that dude, but I like that dude. I don't know why he's so confident. And I don't know why he was high stepping on like an eight yard return, but I like it. I like it a lot. Wagger hound. Dude. Call those guys. Oh my goodness. When he did the, uh, he got in the dude's face with his arms crossed and then got the stop a couple uh, a couple plays later and came off the field and did it again after he got the unsportsmanlike conduct dude that yeah, was yeah. that was awesome that's also gonna be, that's gonna be a guy that gets like goes to a good team and then you actually realize like hey this guy is a dude and he's someone that i guarantee guarantee that everyone wants to have as their teammate dude i i like that also what last hot take here do you so when i was watching that so for those of you guys who didn't see the game mackenzie alexander he gets a big stop and basically just like doesn't uh doesn't touch but folds his arm and kind of tough guy poses in front of the uh in front of the receiver i think it was juju i can't can't remember which receiver it was juju was getting punked all night yes so he gets he gets flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct i don't believe there should be unsportsmanlike conduct penalties in professional sports when there's not physical contact made with the opposing player i mean you can't take a little smack talk dude you're getting paid he's getting paid and he beats you go beat him the next play if you don't want him to talk smack to you I mean, yeah, I'm I'm all for I'm all for just getting rid of that. Totally. Yeah, if you don't want him dancing in the end zone, don't let him score, right? I mean, that's how it goes. Nothing makes me more mad than when people are upset that these guys celebrate touchdowns. Don't give up a freaking touchdown then. Yeah. And so, let's let's go back to what I just said about dancing. Juju. Um Someone, I guarantee the the conversation's been had already in the locker room, but someone had to have just walked up to him and been like, dude. You are not allowed to get out there and record your TikTok until you give us a 100-yard game, a touchdown, and the win. And even after that, stop doing that, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, the, there's not a lot of bulletin board material anymore, you know, because, like, more teams are more focused on themselves. Except when you do that. Like, if you go out there and you start dancing on the middle of their field, like, I mean, I, I, I'll bring it back to a funny reference. When we were in high school – and we'd be stretching out in center field and someone and like the other team would like jog through our circle. And that, that's a territory thing. Like yep. immediately it is fade on site. We're about to whoop that ass. We don't yep. care what our record is or your record is. Y'all are going down. And it, it's that gives you the biggest chip on your shoulder and fires you up to play the best game. And that's exactly what Juju has been doing these last couple of games especially now that they're losing those teams love to see when he does that because now they've got a fire lit. And the thing with Juju, if you're balling out fine, 
Yeah, if, if you're dropping, if no one but can you, guard you, and you suck, you're not doing anything. Quit dancing yeah. on the logo if you're not doing anything. Period. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to go anywhere from that except go out there, get a dark visor, put it on. Do not show your face until you start scoring some touchdowns, man. Yep, he's I finding saw, out it's it's hard without AB there for sure. I saw some interesting stats uh, mentioning AB. He has not had a 100-yard game since Antonio Brown left the team, which is crazy to think because last year he was pretty good, but he has not had a 100-yard game. Dec- he was decent. He was decent last year, I'd say. Right. He wasn't, he's not the same kind of guy. He's going up against number ones now, and yeah. number ones know how to stop a guy like that who thinks he's hot shit and he's just going to be dancing all over you. Like, you, you got another thing coming if you think that's gonna, just going to keep happening. Uh, when when your best receiver leaves your team, what's your confidence level in the Steelers moving into the playoffs? Um, I've got a coin right here, and if I were to <laughs> if I were to flip it, the odds of the Steelers winning would it be like landing on its side and staying straight up and down? Like he is bearish on the Steelers, folks. Yes, yeah. they, like they're they are not going to beat anybody if they're going to play like that, and. I do like, kind of like their style. Like I, I like how they like play, but not, not like the results. I don't know how to describe it, but that was brutal to watch. Like the Bengals just made them look like they were a, what, what's my, what am I looking for here? Well, they just look bad. Like, it looked like a college game when you get a team that's just like not prepared to be there and they mm-hmm. get stopped, they get routed. You can tell the emotions are, one team is fired up. They're charged to be there, and the other team is just not clicking. That I mean, it felt to me, it felt um, like a college game, and one team was just dominating the other team, which is I think unusual for uh, you don't see that a lot in the NFL. And I think we hit on it, dude. The Steelers are just not; they are not as good as their record. I don't even right. know that it's a tremendous disappointment. I just think we got fooled by. I mean, and you kind of you kind of saw it. They weren't getting any press as an undefeated team because they weren't that impressive. Like. I honestly think they they've had just a uh, a pretty lucky start to the season, and now there's some regression coming back towards the mean. And I mean, I yeah, maybe maybe they win a playoff game. I'll give them maybe a slightly higher chance than you, but I mean they're done in the AFC. They're not coming I mean, out of the AFC. No, I don't think so either. You can stick a fork in them for sure. So I've been uh, I've been kind of hammering the NFL playoff machine here, and if if they're supposed to, I mean. I've got them basically losing the rest of their season right now. I, I mean, who do I they think have coming up too well? They've got week 16. They are looking at the Colts, who Ooh. I think are Ooh. a steady team who are going to kind of just beat them into submission, just like the, like the Colts did. And then week 17, they play the Browns in Cleveland. And Cleveland's not going to, they're not the same kind of team they were a couple weeks ago when the Steelers beat up on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Steelers, man, uh, that. Honestly, I see them like falling hard and in my playoff machine here, I've been doing some calculations. They could not make it right. If they lose out. Uh, no, I think they're still going to be in no matter what. Um, the, 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 the lowest I see them going, if they lose both of these is the six seed, uh, but they'd be playing Cleveland again in the first round. Yeah. They can lose that if, game. Very if Cleveland, easily. if Cleveland can win out here, or if, even if Cleveland, let me go back here. And if Cleveland somehow loses to the New York jets, then we're looking at Pittsburgh playing the Indianapolis Colts, but let's, let's go with, um, 
let's let's act like the Jets are not going to win here, and which I don't feel like that's a, any kind of stretch of the imagination. They're they're not going to win again, right? No shot. Yeah. Okay. So the Browns are probably going to win out here, finish twelve and four, and they're going to get to play Pittsburgh again at home. And I, I don't, I don't know. I just I just think uh, Cleveland is going to beat them, and they're. Maybe this is the year that they are no longer little brother to the Steelers and they can kind of put them away and and move on and, and play someone someone else. Uh, they're going to run into probably uh, the winner of Tennessee and Indy in the playoffs. So that might be as far as Cleveland can get. But let's let's stay on topic here. Let's go right down the list of games of this weekend uh be quick on the chargers raiders since it was technically i mean it was still this week it was thursday night game chargers won an ot um i I do love divisional games just because it seems like each team uh builds their team to be able to at least win one of the games in your season series against your your in division teams uh yeah that sound right no definitely my takeaway from that just like you said on here Herbert's very good. I think he's got a chance to be great. Uh, and the Raiders are the Raiders good. are raidering, and they've completely fallen apart. And I mean, they've they've thrown their season away. Yep. Uh, let's go down the list again. Bills and Broncos, as advertised, the Bills are for real. They've kind of figured it out on defense. Um, the Broncos are just they're trash, man. Are, are you out on Drew Locke? Do you say he? comes back next year and they give him one more run or, or you think they go QB heavy again and try to get another, uh, another guy in there. If the Denver Broncos give drew lock another chance, they're total idiots. Yeah, exactly. I'm out. Keep it moving. Yep. Uh, I'm I'll be cheering for the bills, even though I, I think we both know who's coming out of the AFC Packers Panthers. Um, I, I said it last week. I mean, they're, they're not impressive but they they know how to win it it just seems like uh, teams have opportunities to be green bay but it it doesn't always seem as if uh the other team is quite as ready i don't know there was a couple years ago when like i i saw this with the arizona cardinals when they had uh, carson palmer it seemed like the ball would always bounce their way like tip passes or penalties in the perfect opportunities uh it seems like green bay is kind of that team um and, yeah, and they just let teams beat themselves, uh, which I mean is not that bad of a strategy. But they do let teams just kind of like good regular season strategy. Probably not going to get you through the playoffs. Exactly, because you're playing right? better when teams. they face good teams that don't make mistakes. I think they're going to get beat. I, th- I think we, I think we kind of talked about that before with them. I mean, I don't see them. Uh, I don't see them stringing together three or four wins in the playoffs in a row. I mean, maybe they was great, but. I, I got no shot on them. I'm I'm totally out on them coming out of the NFC. I don't think they can do it. Let me give you a stat here. Green Bay is 11 and three right now. Is that right? They're 11 and three, 10 and one against sub 500 teams. There you go. So they've, I mean, or, sorry, 10 and 0. And the, the only teams that they've lost to, I'm not saying that right. Nine and one. There we go. Uh, the math is in there somewhere. They beat up on bad teams, exactly. and they've done exactly what you just said, right? They're they're a good team that knows how to win, and they let other teams make mistakes. And in the playoffs, when they play good teams that aren't going to beat themselves, they're going to get beat. Yeah, and they do show flashes of good teams. Let's not just say they're not good. Like, they've got the home run hitters. They know how to move the ball well. They've got Aaron Rodgers. 
He's, I mean, he's the best quarterback in the league or in the conversation every single year. And yep. we're going to see when they actually play some real, some real dogs here and some real, some real NFL caliber top of the line teams. I'm not, I'm not seeing it this year. So. I'm going to go sleeper betting pick right there. I think you hammer money line against the Packers in the playoffs. Even if they win first round, I think you go. I, yep. cause I think that's, I think they're probably going to be favored in at least the first two rounds, potentially depending on the matchups. And I think there's really good value betting against them. I, I 100% agree with that. Let's talk about the Panthers briefly. Do they keep Teddy? Um, I, I, Teddy's not the issue, right? I, I, do they just got to like completely revamp their defense and hope that they're, they're going to somehow work their way back into their, into the top of their division here with who, who was, who, which one are they in here? They're in, they're in the, Tampa, uh, Atlanta. No. Yeah. I mean, they're at a good place in terms of Tom doesn't have that much time left. Drew doesn't have that much time left. Matt Ryan doesn't have that much time left. So there's going to be, I, there's going to be opportunity. Um, again, though, it, to me, I, I keep it real simple with, with, uh, with football. And I, I'm not like, I do not nearly, I'm not nearly able to evaluate the roster as you are, but Teddy Bridgewater, what's your upside with Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater? Like if you keep him, you can, you could probably be a wildcard team. Maybe yeah, you nice. win the division, but you're not winning multiple playoff games. So I guess you got to decide if you're Panthers ownership, what do you want to build? I mean, do you want to be, I think if they keep him, there's a good chance that they're going to be competitive. And depending on how much longer Breeze, Brady, and Matt Ryan play, maybe even win a division, but you're not winning the Super Bowl there. So I think if I'm running that organization, I'm all about trying to bring home championships. Um, I'm actively pursuing, um, looking to move in the draft, especially in a draft that, and as this gets closer, we'll cover it, is supposed to have really good quarterback talent, even outside of Trevor Lawrence. A lot of guys people aren't talking about. Uh, I would actively be looking to, um, to acquire a quarterback. Maybe is this a good landing zone for Deshaun Watson to try to engineer a blockbuster trade. Could you imagine if the Panthers were able to bring him? I don't know. Obviously that might be far-fetched. I'm sure the Texans are going to try to bring him, but I mean, that's an idea that would at least be whiteboarding trying to kick around and see. Yeah, I would. I, yeah, I would definitely throw that into the trade mixer. If I was then you become a, a, in my mind, a potential Super Bowl contender for sure with and Watson, so. anything is possible. So yes, yeah, I, I, that's a that's a good idea. I, I haven't heard yet yet, but I think that would uh, that would be something that they should definitely look into. Do you want to move it to the Texans and Colts on that note? I do. Yes. So um, Deshaun Watson is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Texans really suck, and I I mean I don't. There's yeah. nothing else to say about that. He, the stuff he does. If you watch Deshaun Watson, honestly, it's a miracle he's alive. He For plays real. under so much duress. If he, I, I, if you put him in Kansas City, I honestly think he would be 95% or more, maybe even higher of what Mahomes is. I mean, he's doing, he's literally making plays while he's running for his life every single, every single snap. Oh, yeah. It's, it's within like a half a set. He hasn't made his first read yet. Like he's still getting his eyes like, no, up yeah, while he's catching the ball and he's having to start running. And, the the poor guy, man. He is he is such a good athlete, and I kind of called it last week. I I threw a Kiki Kuti out there, and he 
fumbles it as he's uh, as they're driving down the field. Um, Watson is going to give whatever team he plays on a chance to win. Let's say let's say Watson's on the Jets this year. That I mean, I don't they know. Win, if the Jets are they win better. six or seven games. I I think so. I, I think, think they're so way too. better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, he's that good. Deshaun Watson. If it we're about to witness, this could become a Mike Trout situation where we watch a guy who is what I believe a generational type talent just get totally wasted with an inept franchise. And yeah. Dabo I mean, was not lying when he said this is the MJ of this of this football class here. And uh, so far, yeah. he has been correct. Yep. Yep. Uh, was Mitchell Trubisky drafted before Deshaun Watson? Hmm. Um, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yes, good. Yes, good move, was. Bears. Good move, Bears. That was, that was a good one. Did the uh, Bears trade up for? Yes. Yeah. Yes. After also, just for the record, again, Larry Fedora, UNC head coach at the time, gave multiple interviews where they basically asked him to endorse Trubisky, and he basically just said, "Well, he's a he's a hard worker." So I mean. You know, I'm I'm not an elite talent evaluator, but if your college head coach, he's a good guy. The best thing he has to say about the starting quarterback. I mean, maybe maybe don't draft him. Maybe don't trade up for him. I don't know. Yeah, to me, he looks. He reminds me of the uh, the Blue Mountain State quarterback, Alex Moran. Um, oh, great you know, reference. Yes, you would love to hang out with Mitch. Yep. the field, and yep. you know that that guy can slug a few. He can he can really turn it up, have a good time. Uh, Probably yeah. yeah, probably just a killer at parties, but football wise, not that good at NFL quarterback. So um, let's turn it to the Colts. Do we trust? So I think we both think the Colts are pretty good. Philip Rivers is the quarterback. He's never won. Um, do we trust the Colts? And do we trust Philip Rivers? What's their upside? How far can they make it? Yeah, that's the problem. Is their upside isn't as high as these other teams are. You know, I, I feel like their their floor. You know, like the. The the basement is is not there. They're they're a good team even if they play bad. If if that makes sense. But who do you have the playoff machine? Like who are they most likely to match up with in the first round? Do we have that? Is, all right. So let, let me go back to week sixteen. If so, they play the Steelers. Let's let's both say that they're going to beat the Steelers unless the Steelers somehow figure it out in four days from now, which seems kind of unlikely, right? Doubtful and. They play in week 17, the Jaguars, who are actively tanking for the number one pick. And by the way, bullish on the Jaguars. Big winners this past week. Probably the biggest winners. Yeah. Go Jags. We totally whiffed on that one. They're the most bullish thing out there right now. They were just. Even when the Jets win, they lose. It's it's unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, they. Oh, man, the Jets. But we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to them in a second. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. Uh, as of right now, if they so they're gonna, they're going to win two more games, probably definitely yeah. at least one. They're going to finish twelve and four, and they come Ooh. in as the five seed unless you see the Texans beat the Titans week seventeen. Oh, or I'm I'm in my little playoff mixer here, and I think the Titans next week are going to take down the Green Bay Packers. And I like that. Yep. We talked about it earlier. They Green Bay does not play well against tough teams. They're playing in some cold weather. And yep. there is a human wrecking ball on the other side of the ball who's going to be blistering at you. Um, and I mean, if you're if you're watching film this week and you're Green Bay, let's just go back to them. If you're watching film and you're watching Henry, like 
how do you how do you stay away from getting posterized with the stiff arm? Do you, I mean, you just got to dive at him? I mean, because there's no good way to not get just. You have to you have to just throw yourself at the at the legs and hope hope you trip them. Um, but hope and yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, or just it, try it, not to let him get outside. You know, like just as soon as like put like seven guys on the line and make sure they just immediately try to cut him back inwards. So that way he just like runs you over running straight at you instead. As soon as he's in the second level and defensive backs are trying to tackle him, that's you've lost at that point. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's over. You, yeah. You've lost already. So yeah. Okay. I mean, let's, let's so, so let's say the Titans went out and the Colts went out. The Colts are the five seed and they're playing the Titans the week one. So I, I, I which it's is a tough a matchup. Yeah, they yeah. can win that game. They beat them once this season, then they lost. Uh, I think it was pretty much like a reciprocal score. It was like 34-17 and vice versa the second time they played. I give them 30% chance of winning that game. So I think if they played the Titans round one, I think they could win it. But, you know, thir- like I said, 30%. Yeah, yeah. So Colts upside. I mean, if they win one, I don't see them winning more than two playoff games. They're a good team, but... um I don't think they're serious contenders when it comes to winning a winning. Exactly. A yeah. R- Rivers isn't going to, I mean, the, the more he tries to be that gunslinger guy, the worse it seems to be for him. We've, and we've seen this movie you, before. <laughs> yeah. When you watch, when you watch Philip Rivers play, it's kind of like watching a scary movie. They're all different and the plots are a little bit different, but they're not really different. You know, what's going to happen. In you the, know, what's going to happen. He's going to be so, driving down, down a touchdown or two or 10 points, you know, yep. He's going to be yelling at guys. He's going to be pissed and he'll probably throw it up for grabs and it eventually someone's going to pick it off, but yep. you got to love watching it. You know, it's, it's something that you, that's what, that's why people like scary movies. They still know what's going to happen, but you still kind of want to see the, the ship go crashing down. I just want to pat ourselves on the back. I feel like that was a big time analogy. So maybe hit us with some feedback. If you guys like that, let's get the Twitter campaign rolling. Philip rivers is hashtag scary movie. Um, <laughs> Titans and lions. We want to keep it going. Yes. Yep. Titans Lions. We just touched on the Titans a little bit. Titans have a really good running back. I don't know if you've seen him. He's big and physical and fast. He's got good hair too. His name's Derek. Yeah. Or 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 you try to take him down with that hair. I mean, because that's probably the easiest thing to grab if because you're going to be chasing him. You know. Honestly, that might be the move. Yeah. You sent me some uh, interesting stats earlier this week comparing uh, Tannehill to Mahomes. Do you want to elaborate on that? Uh, I do. Let me pull that up real quick. That was wild, right? I, when I sent you that, I would kind of like had to go like fact check the whatever I saw because I just kind of shot it from Instagram. But let's pull this up here. Ryan Tannehill, since he was traded to the Tennessee Titans and Mahomes, his last 24 games, we've got him compared in QB rating, pass yards, TDs, and INTs, and completion percentage. Tannehill is better than Patrick Mahomes, 114 to 105.9 in QB rating. Uh, He's got about 1,000 less passing yards, which, um, I mean, the Titans running back has about 2,000 more rushing yards. So I think that number is kind of just due to Derrick Henry. Uh, You've got 61 total touchdowns to 56 for Mahomes. Tannehill is a stud. They've got 10 interceptions each, so they're tied in that category, and he's got a 1% better completion percent. So, so, so here's the real question. Can Tannehill win a Super Bowl? Um, looking at this, yes. And 
there's also a, another comparison that I wanted to throw out there. Or another thing that is interesting previously, um, Ryan Tannehill was coached by Adam Gase in Miami. Yeah. Yes. So we know his, uh, quote unquote, hyperdrive offense is obviously not that good. And any quarterback that's in Adam Gase's offense probably deserves another chance. Right. And, like, guys, I'm I'm gonna break news for you right here. This is so this is some elite high level NFL analysis. Adam Gase is a bad coach. He's he's not good. He's bad. Yeah, uh, it's 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 awesome how he keeps getting paid week in and week out for it. But uh, go Jets. Yeah, you you be you, Adam. You know that's that's wild that you're still out there doing it every week. I mean, you think they were just go player coach at this point, but. Like Frank, like get Frank Gore the mic and just let him call the plays and be like, yo, I'm going to run this thing 36 times for 78 yards. And we're going to, we're going to move our way down the field 2.2 yards at a time. Yep. Yep. So let's get back to Tannehill. Yep. He is, he is sneaky good because we still don't really talk about him in that top five mix. And when you're looking at his numbers, I mean, if if he's not like turning the ball over, which he doesn't seem to do, they are a dangerous, dangerous team in the playoffs. And they kind of don't get a lot of shine like like a lot of the other teams do just because uh, maybe they don't like win as pretty or some weeks they'll they'll look a little sluggish and play down to their competition. But I well, think they play good teams. They can hang with any of them. And if you look at uh, – if you've been watching the Titans this year versus last year, it's a very different team. They're much more offensive. They're not – statistically, they're not a very good um, offensive team this year. So I think the criticism to Tannehill last year, AFC Championship game against Baltimore, he threw 14 passes. So he was 7 for 14 in the whole game. Yeah. Uh, AFC division, yeah, AFC divisional game, eight for fifteen, threw for seventy-two yards. Now they won both those games. Um, uh, let's see, uh, AFC championship, sorry, AFC championship against Kansas City, twenty-one for, for thirty-one, two hundred nine, um, quarterback rating one hundred eight. So we'll see. He's, I think he's evolved. He's taken a step forward this year. He's comfortable in that offense. Obviously, it helps having the best running back in football there. Um, there's continuity with the group, so. Um, I don't think for me, he's not in the top five. He's outside of that, but, uh, is this a roster that's going to be one of that, those 20% where they are able to win a super bowl with a non hall of fame quarterback? We'll, we'll see. I I'm out on them as a super bowl team. I no no disrespect. I just, I don't think that they have enough to get it done. And I think it's concerning, especially if they're going to have to play Kansas city and they haven't Tennessee's defense this year has been pretty uh pretty porous um in terms of yeah. how many points they're allowing they're inconsistent so, yeah so i mean they give up 35 to the browns i mean 25 to the lions so we'll we'll see we'll see i mean it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs i i don't have them coming out of the uh coming out of the afc though yeah it it wouldn't surprise me if they get their way back to play Kansas City again though for the afc i could see it for it sure it wouldn't surprise me i would like to see buffalo there but We'll we'll just we'll we'll wait on to see what happens. We got two more weeks of the regular season. Uh, I don't. I hope yeah. D. Henry. I hope D. Henry gets the two thousand yards as well. But I don't see them giving him a 
like trying to just run him ragged and like into the final season when they're already kind of in a comfortable spot in the playoffs. And it doesn't really matter where they start off in this, in this seating here. Uh, I think they would almost prefer to go play somewhere cold and windy and somewhere where another team, even if it's their home field, you don't want to play Derrick Henry. I mean, we're going to say this like a million more times on this in the next couple of weeks because they're going to keep doing it. But you yep. do not want to get in front of D. Henry when he's running down the field and you are freezing cold. Absolutely. Do you want to talk about the Lions? I don't want to talk about the Lions. Yeah, skip them. Um, let's Bucks, go. Bucks, Falcons, Brady. So, yeah, let's the first half. Let's go here. Uh, 17 zip in the first half. If if this was a playoff game, I think the Bucks would have been eliminated. Luckily, the only team that would actually give up a 17 point lead at half, they were they happened to be playing last week. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a I've got a note here that the first thing that came to my mind is the Falcons should try to get convinced that like they're playing in the first half at all times. Like they shouldn't even go into the locker room and they should get like. They should get the guy from Men in Black with the little flash thing that you would just shove it in their face, <laughs> flash them, and then help them to forget that they are the worst second half team of all time. And they're so maybe, bad. Maybe they would actually like be a pretty good team. But since that technology is not quite here yet, let's uh let's I'm sure Elon will come up with something here pretty soon. But let, for now, for now, um the yeah, Falcons, the Falcons, the are, Falcons are a joke. I mean, the, yeah. the fact that they blow so many games in the second half, I mean, it's one of those things where it's a, um, I feel like it's almost a cliche where I'm, I'm going, oh, the Falcons are going to blow it, but nope, they literally do. So it's, it's not cliche. It's just true. Um, let's turn it to probably one of my favorite topics in the whole world. Tom Brady. I love you, Tom. You're so good looking. You're so good at football. Uh, Bill's not in the playoffs. It's a huge win for us. I've been wearing my TB12 shirts all the time. Um, you just, you have great performance, man. 17, down 17, 43 years old. He goes out there, he gets it done. Where are you at on Bucks playoff chances? How far can they go? Well, I mean, we, 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 we touched on it last week. They're, they're still not a team that you, you want to really play. You know, they're, they're, they're that team that, if they put it together and they don't start off the way they did this week, they are a dangerous, dangerous team. They can get hot quickly and their defense uh, has been proven that they can stop good offenses. So let's see here. I mean, the, the T- Tampa Bay, they might be coming in as a five seed, but that, that shouldn't really mean a whole lot because I, I think the NFC is anybody's ball game still. Let's go week 16. They play the lions. So um, we don't want to talk about the Lions here, so let's call that a win. Week 17, they play the Falcons again. Oh, so um should well, be able to get two wins there. Yes. I mean, unless Atlanta can uh develop the the, the men in black device here in the next they've yep. got like 12 days. Um Tampa's gonna beat them again. And they're going to go in 11 and five. They're going to go in like winning their last, like five out of six or something right there. Right. Like they were, they're, they're hot right now, even though they don't seem to be like playing their best ball and like going out and dominating teams, they're figuring out ways to win. And if you kind of let them, if you let them hang around, they might figure out how to beat you. They've got the pedigree they've got on paper, 
they're a great team. Um, which when you say that, you know, it kind of means they're like playing a little shitty when you just keep saying they're good on paper, but they have upside, they have upside, right? So that's my thing. They're the, they're the antithesis of the Colts where the Colts are a good team. They do a lot of things. Well, I don't see any upside with them. I don't think they can make the AFC championship game. I definitely don't think they can make the Super Bowl, and there's no shot in hell that they can win it. I think the Bucks could beat. I mean, again, we're assuming, right? If they are sloppy and they have penalties and they don't, and the other team's able to get a uh, pressure to Brady, yeah, they're not going to win. Like we get it. He's 43 years old. There's flaws in that team. They're not a power, a juggernaut like the Chiefs. But to me, they have upside where I think they can beat any team in the NFC, and I think they could string together. I could see them winning the NFC. Not saying I'm that's my prediction, but I could see it happening. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's certain. Again, like I said, I used the Colts example. I'll bet the bank the Colts are not winning the AFC. They have no upside to win that. To win that, to me, yeah. the Bucks have the upside where if they get the right breaks, they could come out of the NFC. Also, just I'm gonna I'm gonna go go to work on this again. So many people all off season told me all about how well Tom was so lucky to play with Bill Belichick and he's the greatest football coach of all time and. Well, Matthew Stafford, I had someone tell me that Matthew Stafford would have won at least four Super Bowls if he had been in New England. Oh, well, Tom Brady's not that good. Tom Brady's going to the playoffs. Bill Belichick's not going to the playoffs. For the record, when Bill Belichick coached with the with the Browns, didn't make the playoffs. He coached with the Patriots without Tom Brady, didn't make the playoffs. Put some respect on him, man. He's a six-time champ. Like, we get it. You're jealous. You don't like him. He's really good. And what he's doing at 43, he's 43. Is he what he once was? No, but he's 43. He's collecting social security. I mean, come on. Remember when Brett Favre was trying to play at 43? Yes. How embarrassing that was for him? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I I think the Bucs are dangerous for sure. It's just going to depend on what type of breaks they have, if they they can put together a couple clean games. Because if they they limit penalties, Brady's sharp, I think they could be dangerous. Exactly. Um, If they go down early... It's going to be tougher against one of those good defenses for sure. Seen in the playoffs, but if they can keep the game close within a score, ten points, then they are in the game and they have a chance to win. For sure. Um, keep it moving. Yep. Jacksonville and Baltimore. Jacksonville, big winners. Um, they were, you know, yeah, this was for this, you guys. This was tough for them. Uh, obviously, they couldn't have foreseen the Jets doing what they did, but Jacksonville focused on what they needed to do. They came out and they played a absolutely shitty game in all aspects they were able to get their ass kicked um so good for them you know they they, laid, they executed on their game plan they laid a golden egg golden egg great now job they have landed trevor lawrence if they can continue to do so for two more weeks which i mean i i'm a believer i think they can do it t willie i, I, think I so. trust i trust them i would just get all the practice squad guys and be like yo you guys go do this like enjoy two weeks in the nfl um, you're, you're going to get a chance to maybe earn a roster spot for next year and let's see what we can do next season. And yep. I think, I think you keep Marone around too. I don't think Marone is the reason why this team is bad. And I think they can somewhat be okay with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they, they will need to get a couple, couple protection pieces for him, but I kind of like their receivers, uh, with Chark and Chenault. Yep. They're kind of a sneaky, dangerous team that's not that good. And they have some weapons for sure. And they've got Robinson, who is like the find of the year. You know, like he's like, is he probably going to win rookie of the year? Who who else would? I guess maybe Chase Young or uh, Justin Jefferson. But 
Uh, as far as going undrafted and like picking up that guy, that was the best acquisition any team made all season. Yeah, no, for sure. So, uh, so I like I like Jacksonville. Congratulations to you guys. The Ravens are still in the hunt here. Uh, they can win out, and they are in. And they play. Who do they have? Yeah, they play the. Why is it so hard for me to find these things? There's only like twelve of them. They play the Giants. Um, so if the Giants have Colt McCoy out there, you know, Colt McCoy is like expired milk. You know, he's, (laughs) he's done. Like he's, he can't do it. He's done it once. You you taste it one time and then you throw it out. If you're going to put it back in the fridge, do not expect anything else. (laughs) That's the best analogy I've ever heard. That was, that was riffing right there. All right. So 17, they've got the Bengals. So, so they should win out. I mean, if they're yeah, a, if the they're Bengals a serious team. team, they need to take care of business. They need to win both those games. Yeah, um, they're going in there with the intent to beat the Bengals. They're going to do it, and they don't have anyone that's going to be dancing on their fifty yard line and uh, trying to provoke these guys. They're just going to go out there and quietly beat them and find their way into the playoffs as the seven seed. In my who opinion. would that match them up against? Then the Ravens. They're going to play Buffalo unless Buffalo loses. They play the Dolphins, which could happen. Uh, even if, let's say, even Buffalo loses to the Dolphins and beats the Patriots, Buffalo is still the two seed. If they happen to lose both of those games, let's see what that changes. So Baltimore will play Cleveland as Cleveland will be the two seed. Buffalo's uh, not losing both those games, though. So no, they're, bu- they're yeah, going to play. They're going to play Buffalo. I don't. I don't see Buffalo. I see Buffalo stomping the Ravens in a playoff game. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I mean, we'll see, but I, I don't see, I don't see the Ravens winning that game. I give them 15 percent chance to win that. Honestly, yeah, the Ravens, the Ravens need another weapon on the outside. Let's. The, the Bills are the Bills have a really talented roster. Yeah, they needed Josh Allen. This was like this is the progression. The Bills are the um, it's Jason Tatum Celtics this year. For the Celtics to be good, they need him to take a huge step forward to become like that top five player. Josh Allen's Josh Allen has done that for the Bills. They have the they have a really good roster around him, and now they have a really good quarterback. So, I I yeah, I mean I I think they uh, I think they mop up the Ravens in a playoff game. Honestly, yep, I, I like that pick too. Uh, yeah, Baltimore's still still a couple pieces away, but they're going to be in the hunt. I mean, it's crazy that eleven and five only gets you the seven seed. Um, but hey. That's what you get in the in the AFC right now. These there, it's very top heavy, very yep. uh, bottom week with the Jets and Jacksonville in there. For let's sure, down the list That's here. Let's yeah, let's keep it moving. We've got Patriots, Dolphins. Um, Go Dolphins first. Yep, Dolphins. Uh, they're they're like inconsistently consistent. If that makes Ooh, sense, nicely put. Yep. They like they're they they're a chaotic team. It seems like the ball is always popping out at weird times and uh, getting good picks, and the ball gets tipped up in the air really weird. Um, I think they call that uh, turnover luck, but they've got it right now, and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere for them. They they get those turnovers week after week, and I mean, can they can they win a playoff game, Miami? I don't think they're going to get in, but I maybe. I mean, so their defense can keep them in the game. That's for sure. Um, let's say, let's what do say they, Miami. Okay. What so needs to happen Miami, for them to get in? So Miami plays Oakland or nope. Sorry. Vegas. Vegas. 
Yep. Uh, so that they should beat Vegas. Immediately say Vegas uh, or immediately say Oakland. And then week 17, they play the Bills. The Bills. So that's going to be the tough. Bills have, the Bills have clinched, so they're probably not. They could yeah. win that game potentially, right? Because that game – will that game have implications for Buffalo? It will. So Okay. It, no. For Buffalo, they're going to stay the two seed if they win in week 16. So Miami has a path to go 2-0. and I, Honestly, I could see them. I could see them shit in the bed against Vegas next week on Saturday. I could see yes. them just blowing it and losing that game. Me too. But, That'll be one of those anomaly Raiders games that yep. that Gruden like just kind of gives you another hope and okay, you go, oh hey, they're gonna finish eight and eight again. You know, like that's kind of what they do every year. They they always find themselves right at five hundred and they beat teams they're not supposed to beat, and then they lose. Yep. That I don't see the Dolphins winning a playoff game. I mean, if whether they get in or not, I think they I think they get bounced in the first round. Where um Tua, we I where where do you stand with Tua? I mean, I, I like Tua. He he's not quite ready yet. Um, but I, I see a lot of good things out of him. You know, it's they've got the piece. They just got they just gotta keep building. They're 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 doing everything right. Yeah, they just gotta keep they gotta draft well, make some acquisitions. And I think next year, if Tua takes a big step forward in that progression. I could see them being next year's Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Brian Flores has done a great job year over year. Yep. Making them improve and getting that defense to play the way they do is pretty sick. So I, sure. I do like the Dolphins, not this year, but they're, they're, they're trending in the right direction. They're bullish. Do you have anything you want to say about the Patriots? Um, you got to get rid of Cam. He looks – it's just sad watching him kind of throw the ball and, like, it seems like like at least half of his throws don't get to the feet of where he's aiming it. And you're just like, man, that's it's just depressing. Tyler, I, I feel like I've been saying that Cam Newton is a bad quarterback for 10 years. Yeah, you have. I, I, I mean, obviously he's been injured and he had the MVP season. He's not. Cam Newton's not a good quarterback. He's definitely not a good quarterback. We can argue about whether he ever was. At this point in his career, watching him throw, his his shoulder's literally painful to watch him throw. He's not – you're not going anywhere with him. I mean, is, I'm, this is no uh, no offense to Cam. He's just – he's washed, man. And I would argue – and I would argue that he was never as good as people thought he was, that he was never – at any point, I don't think a top five quarterback. I think you could debate whether he was top ten. Um, and given the injury history and – his inability to accurately throw a football to people on his team. Um, I mean, he's washed. So it is what it is. Bill Belichick. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I mean, I've, we've all, we've both kind of been cheering against Cam Newton for a long time, but now that it's like the, the, the chickens are coming home to roost, you know, it, it's not as, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not as fulfilled as I thought I would be watching him just kind of like miserably just throw the ball into the dirt. It's just uh, it's kind of sad watching it. He's he's made a lot of money. He's yeah. made a lot of money. Uh, yeah, October twenty fifth. I'm looking at my Twitter again. Cam Newton is not very good at playing quarterback. Again, he has not been good at playing quarterback for the vast majority of his career. So that was October twenty fifth. I've been on that for a long while before that. Um, yeah. And Bill Belichick again. It's hard to make the playoffs when you don't have the greatest quarterback of all time on your team. Just gonna just gonna leave that here for for all the haters. Uh, Bears and Vikings. Yep. The Bears. Okay, so this is where the real NFL playoff machine comes in handy here. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. 
that we got to do some cool sound effects or something like shoo, 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 shoo. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. the bears these the are bears. bears the bears are in the hunt oh boy they're going to the playoffs yeah so week 16 they got jacksonville that's a win they're gonna be in which makes this very very interesting is that if the cardinals lose to the san francisco 49ers which they uh, could which has been, been happening happen. <laughs> yeah which has been happening lately <laughs> the chicago bears are getting in as the uh, bears that week 17 is moot at that point so let's say um so um, we we could get a mitchell trubisky playoffs playoff game is what you're telling me we could and i need to take that back because i just clicked on this again last night i must have been glitching in the system here but if the cardinals somehow win week 17 against the rams which they, they don't play very well against their divisional opponents, but they could win it. Let's just yep. say, let's 50, just 50. say uh, Green Bay has sewn up the number one seed already and they play the Bears week 17. If the Bears win that game, then they have the tiebreaker against the Arizona Cardinals. So bottom line being is if the Bears. So the Bears would then play the Saints round one. The, the Bears will play the Saints or green bay so i guess i guess that game does matter for green bay now with once i uh click the other click flip flop the two in week 17 if if chicago wins that then green bay drops to the two seed so they're gonna go out there and they're gonna they're gonna take care and, and beat them but if green bay wins against tennessee then they're in uh they're, they're the number one seed so they have green bay has the tiebreaker with new orleans so if green bay takes care of business in week one in week 16 then let's just say that they could potentially lose to Chicago. They have no reason to play if they've already got the one seed locked up. So our, our takes on this might change coming down to next week, but the bears do have a chance to get in and they've got an easy opponent this week. So it's going to come down to week 17 for them and whether or not green Bay really wants to win this game. So, wow. Mitchell. Yeah. Trubisky, um, yeah. He's Alex Moran, man. He's, he's not there for the big games, but, if I mean, if you want a guy that's fun to hang out with and he'll take care of like the, the super bad defenses, I mean, you can keep him around as long as you'd like, but the, the, this nine and seven is almost like their ceiling. I, I, I don't understand what they ever brought Nick Foles into the fold for now. Like when we're looking back at it, like Nick Foles cannot move. And <laughs> w- with this offense of line, you need a guy that can move. So I think if they, maybe if they had Mitch, they win maybe one more game, maybe, you know, cause their defense is good enough to keep him in it, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and put the kibosh on the bears. They're going to lose to the Jaguars. The Jaguars are going to mess it up. They're going to accidentally win. We're going to see them and the jets just battle of ineptitude. I think the bears are going to lose to them next week and they're just going to be out of the playoffs. Cardinals are getting in the playoffs. Screw the Bears, man. We don't want to see Mitchell Trubisky in a playoff game. Like, no, yeah, this would be this would be disaster scenario for the NFC. Yeah, you don't you don't want to see this happen. I'm 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 just gonna I'm gonna speak it into existence. Bears aren't getting in. They're they're gonna lose. It's gonna happen. Okay, I I mean, I I just don't bold call, Cotton. Yeah, (laughs) I don't see Jacksonville would want to win, but. That's that's what makes it great. They're gonna they're literally going to be trying to lose and they're gonna win. Mitch is going to have he's gonna have one of those days where he has a hard time throwing it to the guys in blue. Yeah, he's gonna find a lot of white and black jerseys, and you know they're gonna accidentally run a couple 
get get a couple pick sixes, maybe special teams TD, and they win eighteen to thirteen. Okay. Uh, so so that was good. That was good. I feel good about that one. Yeah. Vikings. Vikings. Um, they've got Justin Jefferson. That's that's one positive thing they've got going for him. But he's good. Yeah. Other than that, they seem. I mean, I mean, Dalvin Cook too. He's he's very very good. He's but, very good. Uh, I don't know. Kirk's Kirk's always kind of going to be that guy. Like the he's almost like not the I wouldn't compare him to Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford is a truly underrated guy and he is a tough tough sob. He just gets lit every single week and gets right back in there and and slings it down the field even when they have nothing on the line for him. And that's all we'll say about the Lions, but. I mean, cousins. Mm. Yeah, that's that's you just said it right there. Yeah, they're just uh, yeah, they're they're an eight and eight team. And yeah. Like, yeah, that's what they are. That's that's how they are going to just keep doing it. Um, I did see an interesting stat on the Vikings. They are. A, I'm not going to say a good team, but four of their losses have been within one score and two were by one point. So they're less than a field goal away from actually having a good record. But again, I don't see them as one of those good teams. Um, when, when you lose limited upside. Play, yes. You know, like if, if the, if it goes their way, they make the playoffs and lose, but it, it's, yep. it, you, you hit the nail on the head. If they get some better breaks next year, they, make the playoffs lose first round. If they don't get better breaks, they don't make the playoffs. And that's, and then they're in limbo at like all that. That's all that can happen with that team. In my opinion. Um, Okay. Let's talk Seahawks and Washington football team. Yeah. I I think this is, this is a little bit interesting to me. So I think, what do you, what are your, what are your thoughts on, so what's the what's is Alex Smith done for the season? Are, are we is it Dwayne Haskins the rest of the way? Is that what we got? I hope not. Is that is that what we're seeing here? I don't know. I need to pull it up because yeah, let's Google machine. If Alex play. Smith can come back, I could see the Redskins or sorry, excuse me, the Washington football team winning a playoff game. I think sure. they have upside in in that regard. Um, All right. So eleven hours ago, uh, as of CBS Sports, the football team. Uh, Alex Smith is hopeful for his return in week 16. So I think he's coming back. If not 16, then 17. And luckily for the football team, they necess- they don't necessarily like it's not a must win weekend for them next week. Uh, they can still get in like it. Fortunately for them, you know, they just keep playing like. So what would their walk me through the matchup situation for them? Because they're a team, depending on the matchups, I could see them even winning two games in the playoffs potentially <laughs> yeah <laughs> for real if if they uh all right so they, let's go for week yeah. 16 they play carolina um they can win that game their defense yep. will be good enough to shut them down and cause some havoc yep. carolina most likely loses that and then last week of the year they play philly and philly is a good team but even if philly wins that game they don't get in so as long as washington wins one of those games then they're in yeah balls balls in their court they need to take care of business i think uh i think you almost bench him you i'm not bench him i guess you still gotta you gotta try to win the first one just to make it a little easier on yourself but if you win that one then you just sit alex smith against philly in hopes that you have a healthy uh smith going into the playoffs and then who would that match them up with in the first round of the playoffs so i think it's likely so it sounds like it's likely that they're going to make the playoffs 
right? I mean, they have to win one of the next two and they're in. Is that what I'm hearing? Basically, yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, Carolina, Philly, we'll see, but I think they get that done. And Philly plays Dallas the week before. So, I mean, so they might be eliminated. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Dallas could be like looking in at the, like going into it. And they would be tied with Washington, but they lose the tiebreaker. So Dallas technically ain't getting in unless Washington somehow loses both games. Okay. Um, so, so we think Washington is most likely in, and then they would face Tampa. Okay. So easily can win that game. I think. Yes. If I talked about ahead, the Bucks. Yeah. I talked about the Bucks having high upside, but um, that's a tough matchup. I mean, Washington has a really good defense. <laughs> like their secondary. Yeah, their they secondary go up, is, they go up 13, 13 17 0 like the Falcons just did on them. That game is over. Washington will beat them. So up. then who who would be their potential matchup in the second round? So then they would play the winner of depending on what the Bears and Cardinals do, uh Bears slash Cardinals against New Orleans. Um, and so we're probably gonna guess that New Orleans comes out on top of there. So they'd be playing against the Saints who still are unsure who their quarterback is percentage Um, chance that the Washington football team beats the new Orleans saints in the second round, assuming Alex Smith is healthy and playing. Give me, what do you got? Uh, It's, it's not as bad as I think a lot of people would actually think, right? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. 30%. I maybe even higher. I mean, maybe in the forties, like they, they can, they can hang with anyone. They, they show that week in and week out that they're going to be in the game. And if you got Alex Smith, he can make a play or two, and he you just need, you just need him to keep you keep you in it, and you're banking on uh, a big special teams play, a de- defensive yep. score. Letting your Drew has looked not good. I am if I'm the Saints, I am extremely nervous about Drew Brees facing uh, Young. Exactly, and the they're uh, so yeah. So I mean, this is crazy to say, but I, I there's a path for Washington. To me, they have a lot higher upside than a lot of these other teams that we've that we've they talked do. about. Yeah, as, as bad as their record shows, they are tough. And also, just side note: if Alex Smith were to make a run in the playoffs, that would be arguably one of the best sports stories of the past few years. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm getting. If you guys haven't seen the E60 on him. You need to. You need to go watch that right now because it's. Uh, I mean, the dude went from possibly losing his leg to literally about to die to all these doctors telling me he would ne- wouldn't ever walk again to telling him he would never play football again. And here he is back playing. Like he made all the money in the world with it's the a, team on his back. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good story for sure. Yes. For sure. Um, awesome. Let's see, go to, let's go to Niners Cowboys right now. Uh, hold on. Seahawks. Seahawks. What, what do you give me oh, your, yeah. give me your Seahawks take. Man, I, I don't know what happened to their offense the last couple of weeks. I'm going to go down my fantasy football uh, blunder. I had Russ carry me all year um, into the playoffs and then just has been completely MIA when when I needed him the most. Again, not that anyone cares about me and my fantasy teams. but I care. I care too, Willie. Yeah, we both got bounced this week. You know, we're, we're, I guess, Should we declare that we tied for third or do we do we play each other next week? Um, we play each other. I'm going to offer you the golf equivalent of, we both have five, we both have downhill five footers. You want to go good, good. We'll both, we'll we'll agree to take third deal. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So we we solved that part of it. We don't have to worry about it. Let's just not even submit lineups just to make sure. All right. Fair. All right, cool. Um, back to the Seahawks, man, I don't know. They're, 
they're that team that if they play against someone, they're going to probably have a shot to go down and win it with Russ Wilson. So I do like, I, I still want to say I do like them because I mean the the NFC again we 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 don't know it's it's all got those teams that make you second guess because they're not complete complete teams and yep. they're they've all got their upsides they've all got their things that make them like eh, maybe not this year kind of thing but yep overall they they're still in the hunt and even though they've kind of stumbled down the stretch they can put it together. So I'm, I'm not as much as I hate the Seahawks. I'm, I'm going to say they've, they still got a chance uh, with, with going into the playoffs, they can beat LA and then they would go up against the Sam, Sam Fran in week 17. Um, So they play, they play the Rams and then they play the Niners the next two yeah. weeks. So let's say they split that they would be 11 and four or sorry, uh, 11 and five. Yeah, eleven and five going in is the six. That's so still they would, not a position that I don't think they'd be uncomfortable in. So they would play not Green Bay, not they Green Bay, or no? They, in my according to my projections, them and LA would t- be tied at eleven and five, and LA has the tiebreaker over them. So they'd be the LA would be the third playing in LA against Seattle. But that's going to come down to the. I mean, I think we've seen it like a couple times over the last few years, they, it comes down to the last possession and it usually comes down to the red zone and it's whoever wants it more. It's not who the best team is in that situation scenario. It's whoever wants it more and can Russ get it to his playmakers, DK Carson or Lockett. Um, upside for how far can Seattle go in the playoffs? They can go all the way. As in win the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't see them making it out of that of the NFC just based on how poor their defense is. I think it Russ is going to have to string together. Right. We said can not will. Yeah. I, well, I don't even, I think I'm, I don't think I have their upside that high. I don't think they can. Okay. Uh, well, I see, I see them winning one or two. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll find out. Niners Cowboys. Um, uh, yeah, they're the, the Niners just down year. Um, too many injuries man they've they've just been decimated that, yeah yeah that's, that's i talked really uh i talked hilarious. to someone and if Taysom hill is on the market next year which i believe he is right um did they no i think they re they re-signed him right didn't he get an extension this past off season i believe he did yeah um, contract. I, I mean i think that if the niners made a move for a guy like him they would be right back up there in the like the top echelon of of nsc teams how do they trade for deshaun watson oh now that's a great question yeah that that would be a team that would immediately be super bowl like top two or three odds um Taysom hill is under contract for next year okay so maybe yeah but also, Garoppolo, I mean, they have a ton of money. They gave him that uh, extension, right? So, I don't know. They shouldn't be scared to move away from him, though. I don't think he's your guy. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I just the, don't know the, the cap hit. Um, yeah. I think last year was the best Garoppolo can do. And, yeah, they got close. But if if you actually want to win it, you got to go with someone else. Yeah, no, I mean, if you put a different quarterback in there, that would be uh, – that that's it. I think it's a good roster. I mean, they, they've had so many. Oh, it's a we're not, very. We're not going to. We're not going to go through the injuries, but they've been. I think someone told me they had eighty. 
I had a patient who's a Niners fan. I think he told me they had $81 million on the uh, injured list. Yeah. So the, pro- the problem with Garoppolo, the problem with Garoppolo is he is under contract for $24 million in 2021, $24 million the following year. Um, dead cap space. Yeah. I, I don't know. They'd have to, uh, let me see here. 47, 48 million guaranteed roster bonus, fully guaranteed. Yeah. I don't know. It would just depend on how, uh, on how much of that contract they're able to cut and move away from, I think, right. but yeah. Um, the Cowboys, everybody's favorite team to talk about the Cowboys. They are potentially a playoff team. Here we go. What, what do you want to say about the Cowboys? Uh, they're in the hunt. That that's all I want to say about them. I, I just, it's almost like, is I mean, good for you guys. You guys might make a playoff game. Like, yeah, they'd be wild to watch them play in it. You know, like they were, they were one um, good defensive game away from becoming the worst defensive team of all time <laughs> in NFL history. Yeah, that's, they beat the Bengals and they held them to seven. And if they hadn't done that, then this would most likely be the worst defensive team that the NF that we've ever watched in the NFL. So um, let me let me ask you this: Am I going to watch first take, get up, um, all these things next year? Talk to me about the Cowboys as a potential Super Bowl contender. Am oh, I going to see that again? One hundred percent. Yeah, you're you're gonna they're gonna be right back in it. Man, can't wait! Can't yeah, wait for that. That's gonna I be know. fun. It's it's has, a bold it's a bold prediction that when they go for it every year. Uh, has there ever been a team? Flying. Has there ever been a team in the history of sports that people pick more often as a title contender that has never? I mean, Nebraska no shot. Nebraska football is like the only one, and even them, not to this level that people think is going to be like competitive when they suck. I mean, when did the Cowboys win their last Super Bowl? Nineteen ninety six. 95 when i mean it was it was mid 90s it's 2020 they haven't been good for a quarter century no you guys have sucked for a quarter century and every year everybody tells me the same thing well it's a really talented roster if you don't go to the playoffs five years in a row is your roster really that talented isn't it more likely isn't the logical conclusion that you're just not that you're just not very good the whole thing i mean if inept yes for for 10 years, people have been telling me about how talented they are and they can't go to the playoffs. I think you're probably just not as talented as you think you are. And I don't, I'm not going to believe you and I don't want to hear about it. And um, yeah, I'm a big Cowboy fan, as you guys can tell. So good luck, guys. Yeah, let's, uh, listeners, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on the Cowboys and, and tell us why we should actually like take them seriously. And if you got some good points, we'll we'll shoot them right back at you and let you know why they why that they're completely wrong but yeah i mean i'd i'd be uh, on. I, I don't i'd i'd love to hear about it cuz i was i was about 4 years old the last time they were good so i really exactly. don't i don't remember much of it um okay jets and rams wow wow electric, electric okay team. okay pick one more um is this more who lost more in this game, the Jets or the Rams? It's got to be the Jets, right? One hundred percent, the Jets. I mean, is this 
what do I, what do we make of this? Is this the Jets? Like, what, what's your takeaway? Because this, this, uh, I mean, I didn't see this coming for sure. I don't think anyone did. No, they were the Rams were in my sixteen parlay that they were the only ones that they were the only afternoon game that I had that they needed to win. So I was, I, was I saw spending that money that was supposed to hit my wallet, but I saw a stat that the Rams losing killed eighty four percent of parlays on one book. Because oh. everyone had the eighty four percent of the parlays had the Rams in it. <laughs> yeah, it took, it took a shotgun to my parlay. That's for sure. Um, we're gonna live to see another day with the parlays, but I don't necessarily know what this means for the Rams. Who last week I said they're my guys to make it out of the NFC, and then they just go and lose to the worst team in the league. So I the Rams, the Rams are that golfer that could shoot a seventy two and is fully capable of launching a 94 at you that's where i feel like i'm at with them they're i i still believe in their upside but it is scary it is scary there yeah exactly it's scary their dispersion like a team that we both i think talked highly about uh should not should not let that happen to the uh to the jets and i mean it's 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 golf right they need uh yeah they're gonna need golf to not that was the game you remember yep 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 First eight plays, if he's not looking good, then look out. Like they're they're probably not gonna win that game. It doesn't matter who they're playing. If they're playing against Bama, like they might be able to beat him, you know. But again, if if Goff is looking good, they're still one of the most dangerous playoff teams. Um, yeah, I, I think we just chalk that up as just like one of those NFL anomalies, kind of like in yep. week one when the Colts lost to the Jaguars. Let's just say, like, like give that like a little like shake and nod and whatever um yep okay. yep i i still think the i still think the rams could make a super bowl um yes. the jets even when they win they lose they're arguably one of the most inept franchises in well, sports i mean just a, that's football right there yeah i mean can you imagine being a jets knicks and mets fan oh. i mean when you just say all those names like in a row it's just like woof. It's tough. It's tough, man. I don't. I don't wish that on anyone. You know. No. So, especially um, in, in that market, you know, like they're they're expected. Like they've got twenty million people in New York that cheer cheer for these guys. It is. Oh, let's play. Let's play a game. Let's play over under. Um, over under twelve hours after the final of the Jets' final regular season game, Adam Gase gets fired. We going over. We going under. I think it's 12, at, 12 hours at his presser, like after the final game. Like Joe Douglas walks in front of the microphone. Uh, yeah, and I think announces that he's been fired <laughs> as Adam Gase is trying to get the mic. I was yes. about to go into hyperdrive. Like, all right. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, Adam Gase. Wait a minute. Here's. Oh, yeah. Here, hold on. <laughs> We've got, a, he got just, a public he, announcement here. Yes. He, he's been fired. He's not coming with out. a. Uh, a freaking sword from uh from Gladiator and just takes takes G- Gase's head off right there. You know what would I mean, be nice be... is if if he actually did that and fired him, and then he let him go onto the mic and l- let them just ask him <laughs> about getting fired, <laughs> like just just literally drive the fuel tank straight into a bonfire and just yep. watch it happen. Yep. Yeah, he sucks. The Jets suck. Uh, even when they lo- when they lose, can they do anything with Justin Fields? Do, do they go with Fields or do they get um? The lineman now, Penai Sewell. Uh, I guess you got to go lineman, right? And hope Darnold can turn it around. I mean, 
what another common denominator that I said with the Ryan Tannehill thing was Adam Gase. And I think you give Darnold another chance and go with a lineman, try to get, I think you just draft all linemen this year and you try to pick up some kind of free agent receivers and let Darnold go at it with a new coach and see if he can be your Ryan Tannehill kind of guy. So nobody should have a better read on the upside of Sam Darnold than the people in that organization. So they need to step one, you know, gladiator Adam Gase at the, uh, at the presser. Yep. After that, Let him Joe, Joe Douglas needs to uh, gather all the, all the decision makers, whoever, whoever's evaluating talent in that organization, and they need to decide what they think Sam Darnold's capable of. And if they don't think he's capable of being a playoff quarterback, I think you cut bait right then and you draft another quarterback, especially if you like one of them. Um, But it's just going to come down to their evaluation. And honestly, I have no idea about Sam Darnold. Um, I'm worried about him because I feel like Adam Gase has traumatized him, but Ryan Tannehill is a survivor. So maybe uh, he can be one too, but um, can I, can I give you my, can I give you my hot take on Sam Darnold? Have you seen the movie The Incredibles? Yeah. Oh, Do yeah. You, um, not Frozone. What's uh? I know. Who syndrome. 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 <laughs> Dude, he's Sam Darnold. Yeah. He's Sam Darnold. It's that's crazy. Him. It's it's, him. Un- it's unbelievable. I I just uh, apparently that's a thing that has already existed on the internet, but I only just realized that like two weeks ago. So I'm still pretty fired up about it. Um, you should be. That's all I got on the Jets, man. Should yep. we talk about the Chiefs and the Saints? I think we should. Um, we are running a little long here, but I, I want to keep it brief. And I think that game was literally as advertised. And we're it's very possible we see these guys match up again in, in the Super Bowl. Chiefs are really good. They're the best team in football. Saints need Drew Brees to be much better if they want to have a chance. Yes. Still also very good. Yep. Cardinals-Eagles. Cardinals, Eagles, Jalen Hurts is the guy. Carson Wentz, goodbye, my friend. But you'll get, you're going to get another chance on another team. And you, 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 I mean, who knows? You might do well. You can go to another team and and possibly be their dude. But it's it's over for you in Philly. Um, I I think you look out for Jalen next year in Philly because I mean it, it only takes we've seen it it only takes seven maybe eight wins to to win that division and. He's a dangerous guy, man. He's he's a good good player. I I'm still gonna stick with my Russ Wilson comparison. I know it's a little too early for that, but he can he can air it out. He can run. He's smart. He's cool. He's calm, collected. All of the C's. He he's a stud, man. I I really like Jalen Hurts. Um, I think I'm I think I'm a lot lower on Jalen Hurts than you are. Uh, I just I need to see more. I need to see more. Uh, he's, he's looked he's looked really good so far. I don't know if he's the long-term answer. I think you're right that it's obviously Carson Wentz is done in Philly. That's that's for sure. Whether Jalen Hurts is a solution long-term, in my opinion, remains to be seen. But, um, yeah, we got to start talking about is Carson Wentz – so Carson Wentz, what are some of the – I'm trying to remember what we said. There's a couple of teams that – okay, so 49ers. Any interest in Carson Wentz? No. Um, already paying too much for a bad quarterback, no. Do you see that as the, they just be in the same situation? They'd have another Jimmy G on their hands, paying too much yeah, for then, bad quarterback. You got two of them. Are you so so? What's the? Are you totally out on Carson Wentz? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, it depends on where he goes next. Uh, if 
I don't know, maybe the uh, I think I think his best opportunity is to go to a like a good team and sit it out for a year, like either the Buccaneers or a team like with an older quarterback who can kind of maybe like give him a clue on how to how to like not like just bulldoze into linebackers and like sprint <laughs> the D lineman and think he can truck them and like spin the correct way and throw it to the guys that are wearing the same jersey as him. So serious, serious question. Do you think him like trying to take on a defensive ends and linebackers, do you think there's anything to him playing in the FCS and maybe at that level, he had more success with taking those guys on because they're not as, yeah. or is that just, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Really, I didn't really think about that until you said it, but now it, it kind of does make sense, you know? Like, he wasn't really scared of the... Because he probably wasn't facing NFL linebackers. Oh, he was facing 210-pound guys that were up the middle and was able to, like, kind of Cam Newton them or Vince Young them, you know? Right. When, when right, those right. guys were at their peak and they were much bigger and more physical than anyone else. Um, yeah. I would love to see Carson Wentz. If I could do a fantasy, fantasy trade, I would love to trade Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, and I would love to see him with McVay in St. Louis and uh, Los Angeles on a good team, what yeah, that looks yeah. like yeah, um, with, we- with weapons. Yeah. That might be a team that um, if they can somehow figure out how to pay less for him uh, and get rid of his contract, that might not be a bad option. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cardinals cards, man. I, you you got to force the ball literally like 70% of your plays. It doesn't matter if they know what's coming, throw it to Deandre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald. Like, do not stray away from the strategy and try to surprise teams by throwing it to your like sixth, seventh, eighth receivers and throwing wasteful plays. You you got to attack with your best guys. And if they do that, then they could be good. Um, Kyler still makes some, if he's not supposed to be, make some mistakes that I don't feel like he should be making still, but he's still such a good athlete that, I mean, if if they find themselves in the playoffs year in year out, maybe you know maybe they can they can figure it out one of these years. But I, I think they sh- they should be happy with where they finish this year, no matter what, just based on like how they were last year and how much they've improved. But they still have a bunch of question marks uh, going forward that I don't necessarily know how to address, which is probably like the most saddening part of it. But you, you yeah you gotta. You just force the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. He is that much better than whoever is guarding him. He's unreal. I, I mean, I don't think – I think this is a pretty pretty simple one in that regard. Yeah, you, it don't, don't going, make things more complicated than they need to be. And I think you go into every, every, play, every game with the thought, how do we get DeAndre Hopkins the ball as many times as possible, and then how do we draw – some designed runs or some design plays to get Kyler in space and allow him to create a little bit. And I think if you start there, that opens that opens everything else. Because I mean, those are the two elite playmakers that you have. Yeah. Um, I got a I got a good I got a question for you. Uh, at their peak, better receiver Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins. At their peak. At their peak. I guess it depends on what kind of offense you're running. Um, just to kind of defer and kick that question away but i have to go stiff arm <laughs> i have to go 
uh, just being like as good as he has been this year, he's really fun to watch. DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, even though Larry, how good he's been with how many bad quarterbacks he's had. Yeah. I, I don't want to take anything away from Larry because I mean, like, I've grown up watching him and he does it year in, year out. And yeah. he, he is awesome, man. He he's he doesn't necessarily have the ceiling DeAndre does because DeAndre is just such a um man, I, I don't know how to describe it, but he is it's like as soon as the ball like is on his fingers, like it is not leaving. And it's like it's it's just he's one it, with the ball, you know. It I think you said it perfectly. He had a catch this uh this week. It just can he makes contested catches. You know how I think the thing I noticed with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, a lot of these guys go up and they make contested catches, but there's movement of the ball. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it it's kind of bouncing or rattling. He goes up and, and his mitts touch the ball and it just, I, that, that's it. It's, it's like no longer moving. You don't have to watch the ball anymore. It's a force field. Just <laughs> tracking yeah. me. Sucks it right in. Yeah. Um, just, I, we're just I, watching if his feet are in at that point. You're like, for okay, sure. He for sure. Down, which the answer again is yes, he is. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking just for a historical reference sake here. I'm looking at Larry's pro pro football reference. So pretty much from 05 to uh, we'll call it 2011, he averaged, uh, he had three 90 catch seasons, 200 catch seasons, all but one were thousand yard seasons. And then from 12, 13, 14. So these are age 29, 30, 31 uh, seasons, he basically didn't have a quarterback and got, you know, saw a huge drop. And then they come back with Carson Palmer, 15, 16, 17, and he was able to put up 109 catches, 107 catches, 109 thousand yard seasons again. So, um, you know, I think uh, he's going to be hurt historically from that, that three year window for really four year window. If you count 2011, where he was probably physically still capable of being yeah. number one, or at least a one a, and just didn't have a guy getting the ball to him. So, Right. They're both great receivers. It's uh it's really fun to watch. I feel yeah, it's, num- uh, it's numbers wise, I would always go with Larry. I think Larry's gonna have better overall career numbers. I don't necessarily have anything to back that up, but I, I think Larry's career numbers are gonna stay above DeAndre's career numbers. But as of right now, I think I think DeAndre has a little bit of an edge. Just man, he is he's a literally just a vacuum and it, it's it's impressive to watch how how skilled that guy is, and as soon as he catch it, he he makes a one guy miss, you know. And if you give him more than a yard of space, you look out because he he's yeah. gonna be moving down the field, and with those dreads flaring out, like he, yep. he looks he looks awesome. Yeah, the Texans did a really good job getting David Johnson in a second round pick for him. That was yeah. a, that was a good uh, that was a good move. They nailed so, it. Yep, yep, nailed it. Uh, Browns and Giants. Colt McCoy is spoiled milk. I think we both kind of like the Browns. I kind of like Baker Mayfield. I like that he's got an edge to him. Um, yeah, he's passing the ball great. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I think they could be. You can tell when Baker has confidence and when he doesn't. And yeah. right now he does. And it's it's much much more easy on the eyes to watch Baker as a confident Baker and playing as the 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 quarterback that we expected him to be when they started adding all these weapons around him. So I, I like Baker right now. I, I think, uh, yeah, the Giants just call, call it a season for you guys. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean Baker, 
Baker, Chubb, and Hunt, man, that they're they're a dangerous duo. And if they can control the clock like they do, I mean, who knows? It, it, I think if you're a Browns fan, just be fortunate that they're probably going to be in the playoffs right now. Yeah, the, them getting to the playoffs is a huge is a huge step. It's all gravy yeah. from, from baby there. steps, baby steps. And if oh. you make the playoffs, then you have another year to build. Probably not your year this year, but they. Hey, man, I, I like them. They. Uh, I'm excited to see what they continue to do. Um, I think addition by subtraction, you can move away from Odell and not really um, see any any negative effect from that other than you might be able to add another guy, you know? Um, yeah. I, yeah, no, definitely. I think um, uh, stray away from him and be okay. For sure. So that's pretty much around the horn in the NFL. We did, uh, we did NFL, did a lot of college, a fo- little bit of college football. Uh, we want to wrap there too, Willie. What are you thinking? Yeah, let's, let's cut it there for tonight. Um, we'll get into our MLB. I know we, uh, proclaim that we're a baseball podcast here but shoot man the nfl is intriguing right now and you, and you love to see what's happening and we, we want to speculate on what's going to go on down there and they're they're coming right into the the home stretch here they're coming around the turn and we're going to see who's going to sprint to the finish here and i think that's moving forward too that's kind of our goal for for us guys is um I think both me and T. Willie are, are we're huge sports fans, like a lot of you guys are. So you know, as we go into playoffs, NFL, obviously college football playoffs, the coverage will probably be heavy towards that. We will get into, we're definitely going to get into some offseason stuff of uh, and predictions and outlook for baseball at some point. Um, but we'll kind of we'll kind of tailor the show based on the current events a little bit. So you'll get more heavy on the baseball content as we get into baseball season, things like that. Um, we'll hit some college basketball as we get closer to March Madness. Yep. All, all of that stuff. But yeah, keep, uh, keep coming at us with that feedback. And as always, we appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate you guys listening, uh, subscribing and sharing. Yeah. And we might, as there's so much stuff going on right now, we might need a couple more episodes a week just to, uh, give them all what they want. So now that we got the uh, technical difficulties out of the way, we hope you like the audio quality this week, as opposed to previous weeks. Um, new mics, new mics. Yeah. We got new mics. We're figuring it out a little bit on the, uh, the technical side of things. Um, we just thank you guys again. And uh, you got anything else, Haim? I think that's it. Keep those rally caps on. Awesome. Thank you guys. And we'll see you later on this week.